Hello and welcome to Let's Talk Truth with Susie Ann. And this is your host, Susie Ann. Okay, okay, so we're at number seven of the ornamentation series. And we're talking about now the history of hair extensions. Yeah, the most popular of the vanities. Like, seriously, this is the most popular. So, Egypt, surprisingly, the first documented origin of hair weaves can be dated back to ancient Egypt. Egypt again, are we surprised? Appearance was very important during this time period and the process of beautification was highly thought of. With a lot of time and money spent on creating the perfect look. Asian Egyptians observed a hierarchy of status through their appearance, with hair weaves and wigs often being worn by those higher up in society. Here, society. Isn't that what most of us in the faith get drawn out by? You know, we are heavily influenced by society and not heavily influenced by our Elohim or Creator. Yet we say we serve him, by the way. Just pointing out something there. So, for example, by pharaohs, political figures, and wealthy families. So those ones are the most people that you would see in here weaves and wigs. Not only were wigs worn by women, but also by men and children. The origin of hair extensions dates back to Cleopatra. Believe it or not, the first documented proof of hair weaves was seen among the Egyptians in 3400 BC. They wore wigs sewn on hair pieces and braids that were made of human hair and dyed sheep's wool. They use resin and beeswax to attach the extensions. Bright blue, red, gold braids also originated somewhere around 500 BC. Oh, and oh, sorry, I've skipped something. Let me read that again. So they use resin and beeswax to attach the extensions. Bright blue, red, gold were popular in addition to the conventional black. Cleopatra's favorite color was peacock blue. Braids also originated somewhere around 500 BC, an indicator of age, religion, wealth, depending on the type of knots and twists. So here, let me read that again. Braids, if you're going to come back to that later also originated somewhere around 500 BC, an indicator of age, religion, wealth, depending on the type of knots and twists. So you see, braids were symbolic. So moving on to European hair extensions. Queen Elizabeth was the first was well known for her love of height enhancing hair pieces and wigs. In fact, she was thought to own more than 80 of them. 
As the first reigning queen of England, she had access to the very latest fashions and most expensive material. And her influence on 16th century fashion is indisputable. Elaborate red-colored hairpieces were all the rage in Elizabethan England, although they were only affordable to courtiers and the aristocracy. The extensions among European and American women in the 1700s gave way for powdered wigs. A white powdered wig called perukes indicated high rank or birth. When King Louis started turning bald, he started using perukes because he didn't want people to think of him as weak. French King Louis, the... Let me see here, the what, 15th? Yeah, yeah. Was quite the trendsetter during his reign in the 18th century. His tireless team of servants hired a staggering amount of wig makers to save his majestic appearance by creating a series of large and lengthy wigs. The trend soon followed with the nobles. Both men and women wore extensions and their weaves were huge and like a beehive. Often seen in royal paintings, men wore big wigs to undoubtedly hide the balding and graying that comes with age in an attempt to keep their youth. The wig pieces that men wore also acted as a status enhancement. Ever heard of the phrase big wig? There you go. Horse hair and frames filled with wool were woven into the natural hair while hair extensions were built over the frames here during 18th and 19th centuries were often collected from the poor you hear this with women from the working classes growing their hair in order to sell it real hair wigs fetched a huge amount in those times up to a week's wages but a very sad practice. Carotene hair extensions. During the Romantic era, the fake hair swung into action with Apollo knots that had tighter curls attached closer to the scalp in mounds. Beginning of the 1900s, saw a weave called switch. What we know as clip-ins, becoming popular as they could be easily removed. These weaves use only human hair and cost 95 cents for a bunch and went up to $25. In the 20th century, to get a pompadour look, the hair extensions and frames had to be used. Other popular weaves were frizzet, plates, plaits, or switches. By the 1940s, long hair became popular and the demand for long hair extensions increased even though artificial hair in those days could easily damage the real. The 1960s encouraged the era of big hair, such as beehive wigs and hair extensions, becoming common for many years until the 70s. By the 80s, hair extensions were pretty commonplace. Afro-Caribbean weaves were available in huge range of styles, including the enduringly popular Rasta-style dreadlocks. Stadium rockers such as Def Leppard and TV shows such as Dynasty made Big Hair popular again. 
and no self-respecting celebrity would step out the front door without a head full of synthetic extensions, extensions and industrial hairspray. This gave way to chemical relaxers and extensions. In the 90s, the hair extensions became less expensive, especially the clip-in hair extensions. In the 90s, it was all about the colored clip-ins. The hair extensions industry was so well established that options were available for women and men with any hair type, hair color, and budget. Want waist length Rapunzel curls? No problem. Fancy pepping up your clubbing look with a few neon streaks? Easy. But the market was dominated by synthetic hair during this time, which quickly frayed and separated at the tips, leaving hair looking fake and cheap. Today we have managed to find the balance between luxurious human hair extensions at affordable prices. The latest developments in hair extension technology mean that it is possible to get virgin hair, that's quote-unquote virgin hair, extensions which have been colored or treated and are probably in better condition than your natural hair. There are hair care ranges specifically designed to take care of the hair extensions and hair pieces. And highly trained hairdressers are able to create the most complicated looks out there. The source of um, this information is coming from www.additionallinks.co.uk and www.vixenandblush.com So we'll be moving on to the health risks of these hair extensions. And I'm not going to do anything on... um, not going to do anything on the history of of um, relaxers I'm just going to go straight to because as we said that during the whole um, popularization of um, hair extensions relaxers came into play as well So, let's go to the health risks for hair extensions, coloring, and creep. The process can cause what is called traction alopecia. Hair loss and balding from the pulling and excessive weight. The hair loss is believed to be caused by loosening of the hair shaft from the follicle as well as by chronic inflammation. Extensions can cause hair tangling, matting, and loss of shine, itchiness, and yes, pain, like my patient experienced. They can also cause contact dermatitis, and in rare cases, life-threatening allergic reactions and sensitive from sensitization to glues, rubbers, or other chemicals used for extension application and removal. Randy Bank, a petite brunette who goes to the hair salon I use, said she had loved the look of extensions so much that she wore them daily and was willing to tolerate the headaches. It was when she began to notice several bald spots where the extensions had pulled out chunks of her hair that she finally stopped. A dermatologist told her that 
Because of permanent damage to the hair follicles, her hair would never grow back. They're all a disaster, Banks says, describing the various methods she had tried over the years. When you take them out, you look like a rat has chewed on your hair. So it becomes addictive and leaves you with little choice but to put them back in to hide the damage they've caused. Celebrities too may be starting to think twice. Photographs of ball spots on singer Britney Spears and model Naomi Campbell have appeared in the tabloids and Jennifer Aniston has admitted that her hair had become thin from extensions. So moving on to synthetic wigs and extensions. Basically, synthetic hair consists of plastic fibers that are made to resemble real strands. How good that resemblance is is another topic. Now that's more interesting. Now what's more interesting are the materials that manufacturers use to make these hairs in the first place. You can never know what's inside them. However, the usual ones are monofilament fibers, acrylic, and polyester. All those materials can be lower or higher in quality, but the real danger is low-grade materials that can have very harmful effects. For example, there are many studies that link acrylic materials to cancer. Also, polyester is known to be of very low quality and can irritate your skin. Some girls may not experience any negative effects while wearing synthetic wigs or extensions. On the other hand, those who have very sensitive skin would, like myself, wigs, extensions are in a constant contact with your scalp and skin. They are on your face and neck. I don't think that it's healthy to have such low-grade materials around these or any areas. Some synthetic hair was even found to be toxic. It burns. One of the main issues with synthetic fibers is that they're highly flammable and non-resistant to heat. This can be very dangerous considering that most girls want to use hot tools on their extensions or a wig. When low quality synthetic hair comes in contact with heat, it can literally burn and melt. Synthetic hair can cause irritation to scalp. The skin on the scalp is a very sensitive area. Why? Because hair covers it completely and does not expose to outside stimulus unlike other areas of the body. Many girls get rashes and irritation simply from using a strong shampoo. So imagine what poor quality artificial materials can do. Synthetic strands can lead to bacteria and fungus growth. Synthetic extensions and especially wigs do not allow skin on the scalp to breathe, which is very unhealthy. The scalp will all will eventually get very warm and moist. What you get is a perfect breeding ground for bacteria and fungus. This can happen very easily with synthetic wigs because they cover the entirety of your head, not to mention all the dirt that builds up from all the sweat. It's my belief that dolls should be the only ones with synthetic hairs. Real people deserve real hair only. Moving on to coloring and hair dye. Hair dyeing traces its roots to antiquity with evidence of use in ancient Egypt and the Roman Empire. Today, hair dyeing is an estimated $7 billion industry, $7 million industry worldwide. 
Altering natural color of hair is popular with both men and women, but does have some health risks. Hair has two major parts, the hair follicle and the hair shaft. The hair follicle is located at the root of the hair and attaches each hair to the scalp. The hair shaft sticks out of the follicle. Hair follicle contains living cells, but hair shafts do not. Hair color comes from the pigment melanin, which is made by cells in the hair follicle. Hair turns gray when the production of melanin decreases or stops. Hair dyes remove the natural color and or add a new color to the hair shaft. What is going on with my tongue? <laughs> they can be natural or synthetic. Natural dyes like henna are obtained from plants. Synthetic dyes can be divided into two general categories. Temporary or semi-permanent and permanent. Temporary dyes only penetrate the outermost layer of the hair shaft and are easily removed with one shampooing. Semi-permanent and permanent dyes reach deeper into the hair shaft, while semi-permanent dyes are removed with 4 to 12 shampoos Permanent dyes are resistant to shampooing. Permanent dyes cause chemical changes that increase the penetration of the product into the hair. Bleach the natural, bleach the natural melanin and create color molecules that get trapped inside the shaft. These chemical changes can damage the hair. Semi-permanent dyes also contain chemicals that can remove melanin from the hair shaft, but they are not as strong and cause less damage. Permanent hair dyes are those most frequently associated with the health risks. These products typically include an alkalizing agent like ammonia, an oxidizing agent like hydrogen peroxide, a primary intermediate such as paraphenyl Paraphenylanin. Let me try this again. Paraphenylanidiamine. That's PPD, people. And coupler molecules like resorcinol or resorcinol. Whatever. The alkalizing agent helps the product penetrate the outer layer of the hair shaft and the other ingredients cause the chemical reactions that create color molecules inside the hair shaft. Even when hair dyes are used as directed, harmful health effects are possible. Up to 25 different ingredients in hair dyes can cause harmful skin effects. One of the main culprits is the primary intermediate PPD. Contact with the skin can cause irritation including redness, sores, itching, and burning. Occasionally, allergic reactions occur and involve swelling of the face and neck that causes difficulty breathing. These toxic effects can occur immediately or up to a day after contact with the skin. Gloves should be worn to limit the skin toxicity of hair dye. Many research studies have evaluated the use of gloves to reduce the skin reactions from hair dyes especially from dyes that contain PPD. One study found that nitrile gloves clearly outperform natural rubber latex, polyethylene, polyethylene, 
and vinyl gloves. Disposable gloves should never be reused. Wearing gloves does not protect the scalp, neck, forehead, ears, and eyelids. Some of the ingredients in hair dyes have been suspected of causing cancer, but there are currently no well-done human studies that show a definite increased cancer risks. Unintentional ingestions of dyes by children usually involve small amounts. Temporary hair dyes like the kind used at Halloween should only cause minor irritation to the semi-permanent sorry minor image irritation to the mouth some nausea and maybe some vomiting toxicity is increased with semi-permanent and permanent dyes because of their alkalizing and oxidizing agents more severe irritation of the mouth throat and stomach would be expected and more severe vomiting is also likely depending on the product a chemical burn is possible even small amounts of products with primary intermediates like PPD can cause life-threatening allergic reactions including swelling of the tongue and throat and difficulty breathing. If a temporary dye product gets into the eyes, it would be expected to cause minor irritation. Greater injury is possible when semi-permanent and permanent dyes with semi-permanent and permanent dyes. The FDA reports eye injuries including blindness from permanent hair dye. These products should never be used to color eyebrows or eyelashes. Moving on to hair cream or relaxer and relaxer. Although a lot of people grew up using them, the chemicals in relaxers are doing more damage than you could possibly imagine. More and more women of color are waking up to the dangers of relaxers and choosing instead to embrace their natural hair. Many still do not understand the devastating effects that relaxers can have, not only on your hair, but on your health too. Here's the harsh truth about relaxers. As more women are embracing their natural hair and are large and are a large percentage still regularly use relaxers. The misconception is that if a relaxer is burning, then it's working. But in reality, if a relaxer is burning, then it's doing more damage than you could possibly imagine. The harmful chemicals in relaxers seep through our skin and cause untold havoc with our physical health. Who invented relaxers? Contrary to popular belief, relaxers are invented by Garrett Morgan, and not Madam C.J. Walker. He was the son of a former slave. In 1910, he was originally trying to create a new lubrication for the sewing machine needle. The lubrication accidentally touched the hair on his arm and he noticed that the hair began to lay straight. By total accident, Morgan developed a hair topical for black people to chemically force their natural curly hair straight. He called this invention the relaxer. What are they made of? Relaxers are made of chemicals that counteract the natural chemical makeup of curly hair. Sodium hydroxide or lye is the most hazardous ingredient. The soap company certified lye cautioned users that 
substances with large amounts of lye can cause chemical burns, permanent injury, or scarring and blindness. Lye, that's L-Y-E, sodium hydroxide, may be harmful or fatal if swallowed. Though, there are some relaxers such as Dark and Lovely, African Pride, and Optimum Care who exclude lye from the ingredient regimen. There are other chemicals used that are still hazardous. Another ingredient is guanidine carbonate. Chemicalbook.com says that when handling guanidine carbonate, only use in chemical fume hood. Also, the relaxer ingredient. Let me see this. I'm going to spell it first. It's S-U-C-C-I-N-I-C. Susanic acid should be kept out of contact with skin, clothes, and eyes. Buyer amber. A company that manufactures renewable chemicals states in their website that it, that's suicinic acid, may be harmful if absorbed through skin. This warning is startling because a relaxer directly comes in contact with the user's scalp. What are the dangers? Scientific researcher research has shown there is cause for concern with the use of ingredients found in black hair care products. These products enter our body via the scalp and can lead to many complications. Adverse effects reported by the sample after undergoing the procedure were found to be a high 95.56%, out of which the following are the common adverse effects reported. Frizzy hair in 67%, dandruff in 61%, hair loss in 47%, thinning and weakening of the hair in 40%, graying of the hair 22%, and split ends in only 17%. Studies show relaxers cause life-threatening ailments such as reproductive problems, heart disease, different forms of cancer, early puberty, fibroids, and mental health disorders. Relaxers have been found to disrupt the chemical balance of our bodies by entering our system via cuts and burns. We know what the Bible says about friendship with the world. Friendship with the world is in direct enmity with Elohim. So this friendship with the world's um, trends, you know, their fashion, their style is enmity with Yahuwah because this, all of these things directly damage us. We can't get rid of the damage. No matter how much we improve these things, they still have some form of adverse effects because they are changing the natural course of your body. And once it's going against nature, it's going to go against us. Because we are natural. We're not fake. And that's just the truth of it. So I'm not going to go in any much um, verses again. Because you know what the Bible says about 
all of these things. He's against things that don't profit but actually damage us. It says not to spend our money on those things. Instead, he tells us to um, eat, eat that which is good and let your soul delight in fatness. That's what he tells us to do. And we should not do things that Egypt loves to do. He says, now therefore, according to Joshua 24 verses 14, he says, now therefore fear Yahuwah and serve him in sincerity and in truth. Not fakeness. And that goes for the inside and the out. And put away the gods which your fathers served on the other side of the flood and in Egypt and serve Yahuwah. So society is not Yah. Society is for the world. The world is currently ruled by the prince of the air. So if we're going to follow society and make excuses for the reasons why we try to transgress um, Yah's creation and Yah's law, law of nature, because they have other laws of nature where the scientists came up with. But Yah's law of nature is quite simple. And when we transgress that just to please ourselves, we are in enmity with our Creator. Everything that we do against nature is in enmity with our Creator since He created us. He created nature. And he already knows what is good for us. We don't know what is good for ourselves. And we can't let um, the, the people of this world that have nothing to do with Yahuwah. They've never claimed to believe in Yahuwah or have been doing anything for Yahuwah. All these inventors and all these people who make makeup and all these, they're, they're not even remotely religious. And if they're even religious, most of the time... They're not Christian religion. They're from one of the fake religions. And we know that all other fake religions, because all other um, religion on a whole is fake. All these religions are all pointing to Satan. There's just different ways to serve Satan. So what I want to ask is... We know for a fact that none of the people who made these things, the hair weaves, the relaxers, you know, tattooing, any of these things that we know of, that we are so engaged in today, right? None of these people we do do um, are serving Yahuwah. They did not get their instructions from Yahuwah. Their idea did not come to them from Yahuwah. They weren't serving Yahuwah at the time. So their idea must have came from Satan. Because there's only two forces in this world. There is Yahuwah and there is Satan. So if he didn't get his idea from Yahuwah, he got his idea from Satan. And we see now today in today's world, um, most of the things that are made popular are made popular by celebrities. Why are we following celebrities that don't serve Yahuwah but serve Satan's purpose? The whole, the, the whole stardom 
situation is about um, focus on me. And Yahuwah says that he does not walk with the proud and the scornful. He walks with the humble, the contrite of spirit. He says the meek shall inherit the earth. I don't see meek people trying to draw attention to themselves. You know, trying to make their lips redder, their hair another color, their hair longer. You know, um, trying to draw stuff on their skin that makes them so distracting when they're out there. A lot of these things are distractions, trying to draw attention to me that's why the stars are the one who made these things so popular because they're trying to draw attention to themselves and we also whether knowingly or unknowingly when we follow these trends are trying to draw attention to ourselves instead of trying to draw attention to y'all James talks about letting people know our fate by our works. Our works, not the stuff that we put on our bodies. So let us please reevaluate our faith and see if any of these hurtful things that we're doing to ourselves is bringing any form of glory to Yahuwah. And please. When we're thinking, please think clearly and not try to make excuses for um, the new technologies that they're using now to make these things. Because it doesn't matter what they're using to make these things nowadays. Because I just added the health risk there to, to, to let you know that they could actually be harmful physically. But spiritually, trying to draw attention to yourself instead of drawing attention to ya is also wrong. That is the actual, that's the worst part. I mean, hurting yourself is one. But hurting Yahuwah is a whole other ballgame. And we don't even, a lot of us say that we love him. We draw nigh unto him with our mouths, but our hearts are far from him. We don't even think about how he feels when we do these things. We don't care. We actually, and this is the presumptuousness of human beings, we assume that he does, it doesn't matter to him. The problem with human beings is that we have formed Elohim in our imagination. The Elohim of our, our imagination, sorry about that, is accepting of what we do. And this is the problem. Opinions don't make Elohim. Because if you check someone else's opinion. Okay, so he's okay with my... I'm sure he doesn't care about my extensions. But I have a problem with your makeup. Say that. Say that. And I'll say that Yahuwah has a problem with your makeup. But he doesn't have a problem with my extensions. That is an Elohim of my own opinion. My own imagination. The Elohim that I serve doesn't have a problem with my stuff, but he has a problem with your stuff. And the person can come to come um can 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 uh respond with saying that he doesn't have a problem with my makeup, but he has a problem with your weaves. Now, 
there is one standard in the Bible. The Bible says that he is a Elohim of truth. And the only thing we have to ask, the only question that comes across, any of these things that we're putting on our body, were they originally there? Were they originally there? And if the answer is no, then that means they are fake. I draw a picture on myself. It wasn't there. It wasn't there initially. Um, initially, then it's fake. Any additions that I put on my body are fake. Because they weren't there. They weren't a part of my original makeup. Paul says that all things are lawful, but all things are not expedient. Expedient means practical to purpose. I've heard other people use other um, translations and say that um, he said that all things are lawful, but all things are not helpful. It doesn't matter how we want to, you know, switch it around. It comes back down to the same thing. If we're doing a surgery to save our lives, it's different from doing a surgery to lift a chin or something like that. That we don't necessarily need. You see, I found out something recently. Where, you know, I was I was looking on the... The whole system of America, of how they shifted from, they shifted the whole market. And here's a statement here from Paul Mazur from the Lemon, the Lemons Brothers. He says, We must shift America from a needs to a desirous culture. People must be trained to desire. To want things even before the old has been entirely consumed. Consumed. We must shape a new mentality in America. Man's desires must overshadow his needs. So if this is not a devilish agenda, then I don't know what it is. People used to actually buy things according to their need of it. But through propaganda and a lot of psychology, we got a whole nation to adapt a desires-based culture, a fleshy, vanity, desire-based culture using celebrities and all these things to develop this desire-based culture. So we now end up doing all of these things that we don't need that doesn't help us I'm sure they, they make us look pretty or whatever but they don't help us and what it is what this agenda does it's come against what the Bible says about spending money on things which are not bread and laboring for things which satisfy it not it's a direct it's in direct contradiction, in direct war with the word of Elohim. So just think about that for a minute. And see if this whole 
thing that we're doing if it's really worth it to continue doing this especially in a time such as this where everything is so expensive should we still be doing these things until next time to check out more or to contact me you can reach me at wattpad at kaleidoscope the pen or on wordpress at little kaleidoscope girl or on telegram at kodeshim royale or you can email me at little kaleidoscope girl at gmail.com thank you and until next time <laughs>